teaching at 8.32. Well, then why did you tell us to, that 8.30 would work for you? Yeah. Why did you tell us 8.30 would work same, for you? The same that it always is every week well, when I well, say 8.30. How about, why don't you say 8.45 then? If you want to think 8.45 from now on, that's totally fine. Well, no, and I'm going to go by your word. You said. Why don't you, you said, say 8.38? Yeah. I mean, I can quit the podcast. That's fine. <laughs> oh, I just, you know, we, 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 we cost the listeners eight great minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Can never get that time back. That's true, yeah. Yeah, well. and this is like, I don't know, we're like, shoot, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. We're like pound cake here. You need butter, sugar, and flour, okay? You can't just have <laughs> butter and sugar in there. You know, I'll I'll just go and say I'm butter. Colin can be sugar, and that leaves Take you that. as the gluten, Ethan. Okay, that's that's fine. I think I'm okay with that. I think next batch of merch that we get made, there needs to be pound cake involved somehow. <laughs> there needs, yeah, there needs to be something. This is like, yeah, a new slogan or logo or something. Yes, I like this. Love I was originally going to say salad dressing, but that's just like oil, water, and vinegar, and that's the. <laughs> Uh, that was the yeah. first thing I could come up with. I mean, we could we could still we could still do that. I mean, I I think I think things could get a little bit more negative with that, you know. But uh, but yeah, I think flour, butter, flour, and sugar is a little nicer. Well, I would. I mean, what negative? Because it like separates or something, you know? Or... Oh well, because like you could say like whoever's water, probably Colin, is like super bland and boring and everywhere. Who cares? Vinegar, maybe me, is like really bitter and nasty. And then oil, I don't know what oil would be for you. The fat. Yeah, no, that's okay. okay. Why fat. do you think I said I was the butter? Come on. Come on. <laughs> and then Colin oh. is the sweet one. That's the sugar. And then, you, you know, I was going with you is, is like. Yeah, flour. Yeah. Yeah, flour. Flour's a little boring. I don't like being the boring one, but that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> Anyways. Good stuff. Are, good stuff. What do we well, got on the docket? Yeah, we're, uh, we're two jacks in a slum. I am again going to remember to introduce ourselves to any of our new listeners and just to remind any of our recurring listeners, our dedicated followers, who we are. Uh, I'm sick still on the tail end, I think. Still. And uh, so I am not drinking tonight, uh, but you guys, uh, I see Ethan's drinking a beer right now and uh, Matt, you had a long day. So I hope you're topping it off. There we go. Let's, let's talk about beer. KBS. How about a special KBS? So you guys hear that Ethan went, Ooh, uh, this is like one of the OG barrel aged stouts that like beer nuts like myself uh, 15 years ago would chase around town. So uh, it's uh, KBS by Founders Brewing up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. KBS stands for Kentucky Breakfast Stout. So it's a like chocolate coffee, maple, bourbon barrel aged stout. It's very tasty. It used to be super, super limited. Like you always knew around the beginning of April, like you had to be. You know, on the lookout for KBS because, like, your favorite beer store is going to get, like, one case and, and then there's going to be five people there already waiting for it. So <laughs> it used to be something people chased around town. Now it's everywhere, which is great, um, which which sucks is because just because it's everywhere doesn't mean it's any less of a good beer. But uh, there's a certain cadre of beer drinkers out there who thinks, like, oh, well, now that everyone can drink this, it must not be that good. Ugh, I don't want to drink it. But, like still really damn good beer so mm-hmm. uh now because it's everywhere and you know founders is making money on it they're trying to still keep getting people to drink it 
So this one's actually a variant. They're adding new stuff to it now to try and get more people to drink. So they did a an espresso version. They did a cinnamon vanilla version. This is the hazelnut version. I haven't tried it yet. I just poured it. So, yeah, I'm excited to try it. 12%. You know, give me a little buzz. But, uh, yeah. Thank yeah. you, founders. I actually have um, a quick KBS story just to add, tack on to what Matt was talking about. So, like, yeah, a few years ago, it was, like, highly coveted and really hard to find. And I probably texted Matt at the time. Matt, I don't know if, I don't know if you remember this. but We're in Ithaca. It wasn't Ithaca. It was Colgate. Colgate. Uh, yeah. Hamilton. Yes, Hamilton. I can't remember the name of the place. It was like it was like a hotel. It was like a classy hotel. This is Hamilton, New York, upstate New York, where Colgate University is. I was I was playing a gig there with uh, with Symphoria, which is the the Syracuse Symphony, and I was playing a gig at Colgate University, and a buddy of mine and I uh, went to this local like hotel that had this really nice bar, and he knew that they had a great selection, and they had KBS on draft, I believe, and they were mm-hmm. one of three bars in all of New York State that had it on draft. So this is wow. this is um, no more than nine years ago because I would have started playing with, with the orchestra in, in 2013. So so even as of, like, say, eight, nine years ago, it was still that, that hard to find, only, only one of three in New York State at that time that had yeah. it on draft at that moment. You did send me a picture, and I was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was awesome. That was really fun. And that bar, yeah, really lovely. Um, yeah, I wish I could remember. The Colgate Inn or something? Something Inn? I don't know. Um, in any case, I tonight, so those of us, uh, those recurring listeners, I know there are so many out there, um, you have all gotten used to by now the fact that Matt and I have been, uh, for weeks now, like months now, have been making our way through various um, special like other half packs and um, so I'm uh, drinking one from our most recent pack that we have, which was a uh, an NCAA uh, basketball tournament inspired uh, pack. What they call it, the March Madness pack. The March Madness pack. Yeah. And so what I'm having tonight is is actually a collaboration between Other Half and Short Throw Brewing, and it's called the Big Dance. Um, and IPA Other Half, it's delicious. And this one is ten and a half percent. So Matt and I both might be getting a little buzzed by the end of tonight's show. And for all those interested listeners. Uh, I've, I've ordered our next pack. So, oh, you have. <laughs> yeah. um, releasing today was their the, the munchies munchies thing? pack <laughs> uh, in honor of tomorrow's holiday, Earth Day, of course, is what I'm referring to, Earth Day. Mm. Um, and uh, other half, I think they just ran out of stuff to name beers. So, like five or six years ago, they just started naming beer beers like broccoli or baked potato or like big pizza slice they just started naming it random stuff because they were running out of out of things to name their beers so this is all uh new versions of some of their food related beers um in celebration of tomorrow's holiday which again earth day happy earth day arbor day or earth day or whatever one of those two i don't know take it earth day i had no idea yeah matt while you're looking that up it was a good analogy that you used for me to be the sugar because while you guys are having your beers and getting buzzed that way, I'm having a bunch of gummy bears just trying to get a sugar rush to get through this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I guess I guess Earth Day is April 22nd. April 22nd. And Arbor Day is April 29th. And okay. Record Store Day is April 23rd. So okay. we're just going to celebrate all three of those days. And Google, shame, Google Calendar does not list any of them normally it lists the holidays but it does not list those wow it had easter but not earth day who gives a fuck about easter earth day is way more important wow 
better write into uh, whatever the Google Boy names are now. Google Boy names? Like, well, it used to be Ser- Sergey and uh, whatever, yeah. Eric or whatever. Now they're gone. Oh, they're gone? I don't know. I don't think, I th- I don't think they're there anymore. Hmm. Google, I do, I know. who founded you? Google founders. Content people love. Oh, yeah. that's La- Larry and Sergey. Sorry, not Eric. That's Larry. What saying. Okay. Larry. Yep. I was confused. Yep, yep. Okay. I remember Larry. Speaking of Larry's, Matt. It, well, actually, so Ethan, you're going to be the the moderator for this. Okay. Um, Matt and I have been having a disagreement about n- nobody named Larry, but I needed a way to segue. <laughs> Very well done. This is why you're the pro. This is why you're the pro. That was excellent. <laughs> I like it. And uh, I think we're we're almost on the same wavelength now, Matt, but I think we're still in disagreement about what is a large enough sample size to make a definitive definitive statement about mm. somebody's performance. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And right, right. you got on me about Ryu, uh <laughs> the uh starting Hyun, pitcher. Hyunjin Ryu, right? <laughs> yep. Starting pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays, who prior to the season I said on this podcast that Matt and I saw him get lit up in LA when he was the leading Cy Young candidate. And he's really never, I feel like, been the same pitcher since. He's been really up and down. When he's good, he's really good. But when he's bad, he's really bad. And in his first start of the season this year, he had all of that in one start. He was really good to start the game. The Blue Jays gave him a 6-1 lead, I think, or something like that. And it evaporated really quickly. And I sent it to Matt and Ethan. We have our, our group chat. And, of course, Matt right away was like, one start doesn't doesn't you know support your opinion or, or whatever it is. Does and I not was a like, trend make. Yeah. Yeah, a trend, right. Yes. Does not support a trend. And I was like, yeah, but this has been going on since the second half of last year, which I also said on the podcast, if you want to rewind the videotape and listen to that as well. And so my in my opinion, that is a long enough sustainable period, half a season leading into a new season to say this is a trend that Ryu is not not a number one not a number two maybe a number three on a pitching staff and I think that's a long enough time whereas Matt then came at me with well G had a homer in six straight games uh dating back to last year that makes him on pace for 162 home runs this year, right? <laughs> but we all know that six games is a lot different than half a season. Like, am I am I just overlooking something? Uh, should I moderate yet, or should I let Matt respond? No, go Matt. ahead, moderate. Go ahead, moderate. Uh, I think I think Matt was just being a smartass and was trying to get you going, and I think it worked like a charm. Uh, I think, yeah, six, six games is obviously way too small of a sample size. Like who gives a fuck about six games? I mean, uh, what, well, it's interesting. I would say that half a season is, is pretty solid, but I think it depends, right? With pitchers, I think it depends more on like innings and on actual games, right? Well, so I wasn't making six, six games as a comparison to half a season. I was making six games as a batter as a comparison to one start as a pitcher. 
Right, sure, sure. But I, what yeah. I was thinking of, though, is even with a half of a season for a pitcher, even that you can go wrong, right? Because think of, like, uh, Aaron Small, for instance. When was that? In 2003? <laughs> good he went, good callback. When yeah. he went, like... 2005, I think. He went, like, 10-0 and in half of a season, right? Yeah. And then yeah. was he ever heard from again? Now, granted, we, we know on this podcast that wins and losses are a garbage stat, and we don't care about that, right? Mm-hmm. But he, he was, like, solid overall. I'll, I'll pull up the actual numbers. But, like, even that, that was, that was a half a year where he was really good, and I don't think he was ever heard from again. So even yeah, but a half Aaron a Small didn't have a tough. track record before that. True, that's true. And Ryu did have at least, I was just looking at his numbers, he had at least three, four really good years earlier in his career, at least. Well, I'm going to torpedo yeah. your argument, though, Colin. Um, two, 2005, Colin. You were right. 2005. Good memory. Yeah, sorry, Matt. Go ahead. Ryu was hurt. So. Oh, yeah. Ryu was hurt. I don't yeah, give a shit. That, that could be why, you know, he could have been hurt for half a season. I don't give a shit. <laughs> the trend is still moving down. Yeah, true. Yeah, seriously? Okay, so hold on a second, though. Um, so, Aaron Small was... Out of nowhere, fantastic in 76 innings for the Yankees in 2005. Um, <laughs> like, just so much better than the rest of his career. It's insane. Like, for those who are curious, look up his numbers. He threw 27.2 innings for the Yankees in 2006. He was 34. And then he was never again in Major yeah, League Baseball. Never again. Mm-hmm. And 2005 was his first time with the Yankees. He had thrown... Oh my God, dude, I forgot about this. This is so insane. Okay, I have to talk about this really quickly because I forgot about this. So obviously I used him as my point earlier and everything, and that's, and that's cool. But here's what's so crazy, okay? Aaron Small never threw 100 innings in a season. Um, he came up in 1994. He played through 1998 as like a part-timer. He was only up a little bit each season. In 1998, he threw 67 innings. The next time he registered anything in Major League Baseball, from so remember, 1998, next time he did anything was in, in Major League Baseball was in 2002. He pitched .1 innings for the Atlanta Braves, okay? <laughs> so nothing from 1998 until .1 innings in 2002. Then Jesus. nothing again until 2004 when he pitched 16.1 innings for the Marlins. So from 1998 to 2004, he threw 16.2 innings, two years apart. Okay, from 98 to 04, eight fucking years. And then randomly with the Yankees in 2005, he throws 76 innings. He goes 10-0 and 0 with a 3.2 ERA, uh, a 133 ERA plus, a 388 FIP. I mean, he was like legitimately good that year. He was like, the 12th on the team in war that year. Like, that is fucking insane. This is like what Joe Paz and Mike Schur talk about, like the Yankee black magic. Like the Yankees <laughs> get these people out of nowhere who were nothing. They were nobody. They were garbage. And all of a sudden... They're, like, amazing for the Yankees. Now, granted, this was clearly just lightning in a bottle for half of a season or whatever, but, like, holy fuck, I did not realize that he did literally pretty much nothing in the Major League since 1998 and then did that in 05 for us. That's that's so crazy. And like, he lost like, his playoff start. That was his one loss yeah. of the year. Oh, is that right? Of course. Mm-hmm. Classic, classic. It's like uh, Sean Chacon. Yeah. Like, ooh. Well, but, okay, for every Sean Chacon or Aaron Small, there's a – this is a fucking Esteban Loaiza. Yeah, or, a, or, or a Javier Vasquez, Sonny Gray. Or or an Andrew Heaney, which also segues us very nicely into the next conversation. I read an interesting fact as of yesterday. There were only two pitchers in all of baseball in early 2022, obviously, to have thrown nine-plus innings 
with 16 plus strikeouts and a 0.00 ERA. Who I mean, are those two pitchers? You, you gave it away. Let's see if Ethan knows. Uh, uh, I don't know. Heaney and then whoever else. A second can, I, can I take on? Heaney's say, one. Obviously. Can I say it? Go ahead, Matt. Nestor Cortez. Nestor Cortez. Oh, I, actually, I should have known Black that. Magic. The other half eh, didn't really work out too yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. It goes one way or the other, right? There's like the Black Magic that's insane, but then there's the people who were like really good everywhere else, but are busts uh, in New York. Now the difference between Cortez and Heaney is Cortez has a trend. He has pitched well for roughly what three quarters of the season last year. And now into this season as well, whereas Andrew Heaney was outside of some numbers that people tried to use to say that he had good stuff, which apparently he does, horrendous last year with the Angels and the Yankees. But but don't stay on your high horse with a trend because if that's the case, then where the what the fuck happened to Gary Sanchez? Okay, he had a great half a season trend, and then okay, Gary Sanchez had 2016, 2017. That's that's a full season plus. That that's, that makes your argument even worse then, because that was a great trend. And then, okay, oh, but, but, I'm but, not but, saying but. that the trend stays up forever. I'm just yeah. saying, but, but this the, so the trends mean trend. nothing. Trends mean nothing. It's a trend. It's a trend. It's a statistical aberration. It means nothing. You were you were either good or not. Matt he is, is not good. Matt Matt is being a contrarian at this point. He knows as well as we do that half of a season is enough to make like you know an informed guess about about something. Okay, you, you can then make a little what happened bit of to Shelly Duncan? Yes, I already brought up the Aaron Small example or, or Shane Spencer. Like Shane Spencer, oh, I forgot like, about Shane on. Spencer. Yes, we are not saying that you can. That Shane you Spencer can, was uh, September only. We're not saying you can judge a whole, you know, like I'm not going to like bet something on my mother's grave based on half of a season or whatever, right? But like it's a decent enough sample size that you could speculate that that it might be something sustainable, right? It might not be. I think I think half a season is is something because of these examples, right? Aaron Small, Shelley Duncan, Shane Spencer, there are billions of them. Uh you definitely want more than that, right? But it is it's 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 enough I think to at least you can you can you can start to make some assumptions. I, I think I think that's Colin's point, right? Is you can at least start to it brings legitimacy to the a conversation. A little bit, yeah. It brings a little bit at least, yeah, yeah. I don't know that you would want to go any lower than that. I think that's the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. and, and even that, as we've established, even that is not is not great. And even a full season is right. We would want more if we could, right? Because I mean, think about a full season. Look at like. Brett Boone and Brady Anderson, you know, of course we know that there were other, other mm. impacts there, but like, yeah. um, you know, one, one amazing season, uh, is, is not enough even on it on its own either sometimes. So, so it's hard to say. You gotta be careful or else, uh, Glaber Torres is going to fall into this conversation too. Oh mm-hmm. God. I He's been trending the wrong way for a long time. For quite time. a while now. It's really sad. I'm like so- really bummed. I'm losing hope. So, so the the guys on the while I was in the bathroom at Kenneman Yards this weekend, the guys on the radio said that since his eleven home run outburst against the Orioles a couple of years ago, has, has not hit a home run against the Orioles since that yep. year, mm-hmm. which is just it's amazing. He couldn't. He hasn't he been the same the player ball. since two thousand nineteen. What? He hasn't been the same player since no. two thousand nineteen. No, he hasn't. Not even close. I'm looking at his numbers right now. Some it's like something happened. He just like. He just fucking cratered. Now, did, did like the Space Jam monsters decide they wanted to play baseball or something? 
It's, it's crazy. It's, uh, he was 21 and 22 in 18 and 19, and he was, like, really good in both years as a 21 and 22-year-old. Like, normally when that happens, you know, we're talking about trends. Normally somebody who's really good as, like, a 21 and 22-year-old is only going to get better. Oh, Mike Trout, yeah. Yeah, Juan Soto, you know, yeah. uh, uh, Tatis and, and fucking Vlad Guerrero Jr., all these guys, right? Yeah. Um, something happened to Glaber. They got to fucking figure that out. My God. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to sit here and try to defend Glaber. I love him and I hope he turns it around, but Glaber's um, trajectory is uh, in line with something that friend of the podcast, Joe Posnanski recently wrote about the ball that major league baseball uses, including this year is completely different than the one that was being used prior to 2020 especially the ball that was used in 2019 when he said that he hit 36 home runs himself. He found it in baseball reference. So, um, you know, the ball was like just everyone was hitting home runs and, uh, and everything. And, and it, and it, it masked the inability for hitters to hit these days because pitchers are so good and they're so specialized and there's so many of them and it's so difficult and again, we're really early in the season, but Joe Paz was writing about this. We're already like 11 points below as a league, the lowest batting average ever on record in Major League Baseball. Well, and that and was this, in 1968. This goes wow. back to like, the, the major leagues. They said that when they found it, that was the ball was still in tolerance, right? But they mm-hmm. were within its tolerances, which I... I struggle. I struggle with that explanation as a, a person who is a manufacturer professional. Like, um, tolerances are important. It's you know acceptable variation in manufacturing. You're never going to make a machine that makes the exact same thing over and over and over again because the smaller and smaller you measure, you can still find differences. You're never going to make something one point zero 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 inches wide every damn time. They're not going to happen. Um, get really close and make it really expensive for something that's a buck a baseball or whatever they pay for them. Like that's not going to happen, but they've shown that they can control the baseball within those tolerance ranges. They, so they've shown they can shift it one way or the other, which means either your tolerances are too high or that this is a desired effect that they are creating. Mm-hmm. Um, because, because if, if this wasn't desired or if this was, they, they could, they could shrink those tolerances. They could say, all right, well, but an acceptable baseball is not anywhere between these two bounds. It's between these two bounds now. And again, if they want that performance, they shrink that tolerance. Mm-hmm. You can do that right, with right. cost. I mean, that's how you, that's the difference between, you know, um, something made in China that's three cents and a semiconductor that's down to the nanometer. Um, so to me, and I don't want to go full Pilonzo conspiratorial, you know, they do this on purpose, but I feel like they are more responsible for this than they are letting out. Yeah. And, and I like, leave it at that. I'll put a pin in that. Yeah. And the reason that Joe Paz wrote the article where he talked about the batting average in the first place is because on Sunday there were 15 major league baseball games and there were 14 total home runs hit. Wow. Yeah. Which is just unbelievably weird and doesn't happen very often. And it, it just, it just pointed out how much the home run was masking how long we've been the trend since 2014, <laughs> really uh, that 
hitters have been getting worse and pitchers have been getting better and the home run masked it for a little while. And now that the home runs not a thing anymore, I mean, the Yankees, I was telling uh, Matt earlier, Ethan, going into tonight, the Yankees had scored runs in 20 of 91 innings this season. 20 20 of 91 91 innings. innings. Jesus Christ. The New York Yankees, all of that talent. Yeah. It's just like, and part of that, I mean, that could, this, this could be a whole nother uh, conversation around like, why do they keep Boone? Because it seems like it's the same energy this year that it's been the past couple of years. Like they are zombie walking out there right now, but there's a lot of teams that are struggling just like the Yankees to not just hit the ball out of the park, but just put the ball in play. And even with the expanded rosters and a lot of teams are carrying 15 pitchers because of the lockout and the delay of spring training and everything. Like, I mean, basically uh, what's the, what's the average like starter starting pitchers are averaging like four innings or like three point something innings. Oh my God. Really? And then, and then it's just reliever after reliever, like Joe pot, he walked through like the, he he walked through all the reliever names and he's like, if you didn't if you didn't know that they played major league baseball, you would think that I'm making these names up. And he's like, you still might think I'm making these names up. <laughs> I'm picking them pitchers. out of a phone book. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's like, but these pitchers are parading through these super talented, uber talented lineups, like the Yankee lineup. That was one that he post uh, that he specifically wrote about, and just shutting them down, like not even close. And he's like, it's just, the game has changed so fundamentally. It used to, you know, the, the back end of the bullpen or, or even any part of the bullpen used to be, that was the Yankees game plan during their dynasty, you know, wear out the, the pitcher, get to yeah. the bullpen. And that's when they would win all their games and everything. And now it's like, you have to get to the starter. The starter is the weak link. You have to get your like three runs. Cause in other you're not going to score the rest of the game. Cause you're just going to get, if the, if the dude is not on, they're just going to bring on someone else who throws just as hard and has just as nasty as stuff. Well, now, do you think it's the, the hitters getting worse or do you think it's the hitters are not incentivized to hit singles and doubles anymore? I, I just of... think it's that they can't hit these pitchers. I don't think that they're worse hitters. I think they're better hitters than ever before, but I think the pitchers, the stuff is so nasty. It's that it doesn't matter if they're trying to just put the ball in play. They just can't hit it. You know, like it's it's like it's like wiffle ball, like when you taped up the wiffle ball in the backyard and the way it would move like, yeah, I wanted to put that ball in play, but I'm not hitting that thing when it's moving 3000 feet away from me at the very last second. Like, And the neighbor kid, the neighbor kid then throws it through the other neighbor's window. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Don't remind me. Don't remind me. That's okay. I uh, to give that that gentleman that neighbor kid credit. Um, I almost broke your kitchen when you know windows in the back of your house because I just kept following them off the house. So could have yeah, been, they, just as easily have been me. But so. they didn't break. And the larger issue was not only that we broke the neighbor's window, but said gentleman friend that we grew up with uh, persuaded me to lie about it. That was the problem. <laughs> and of course, and I knew at this point we were old enough. I knew that this person was, uh, you know, he he was given to fibbing from time to time. And I should uh, should have known better. I was such a goody goody. I can't believe I let him persuade me. <laughs> I should have just told my parents right away. Like, yes, we did this. 
and instead that didn't happen. Anyways, that's, uh, <laughs> oh my God. How do you fucking remember these things, Matt? I don't know how you remember these. <laughs> oh, things. come on. That was, that was a formative moment back yeah, in the right? day. Oh my God. Crazy. <laughs> but yeah, no, baseball is in like a really, really weird and difficult spot, I think right now. Um, and I think that something, I think a lot needs to be done. I mean, we've talked about this a little bit, but like all of the numbers you guys are talking about so far this year really just hammers it home to me. I, I don't think that this is sustainable. Um, there needs to be something done. Like, like when you just, Colin's right, like when you have all of these relievers who just come out and like every single reliever these days, or it seems like, like 90% of them, they all have like a 98 mile an hour fastball and like a disgusting slider. And if you're a reliever and you have those two pitches, you're probably going to do pretty fucking well. And if, as a, I mean, you guys play baseball at a much higher level than me, so tell me if this is wrong. But my my suspicion is that even even though even if it is a lot of fastballs and sliders, and and technically speaking, they are the same pitch, they're going there's going to be subtle differences from pitcher to pitcher, and and then of course there's differences in the windup and everything like that and the timing. If you're seeing a different guy every inning, even if they're all throwing 98 and a nasty slider, it's going to be really hard to, to latch on to that, even if they are the same pitches, right? Because they're coming from different people. Is that is that right? Yeah. 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 So, like, so 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 this is a problem. So what do we do about this, you know? like, And it's really interesting. We've been talking about what Joe Paz has been writing about it. He actually, he wrote about this, too. Apparently, you guys are more, or I don't know about Matt, Colin is, Colin is uh, active on, on Twitter, but apparently Joe Paz did a, a Twitter poll about whether there should be a rule change to, like, limit pitcher changes. Like, how often, I think, how often you can change a pitcher in a game, or, like, you're not allowed to change one in the middle of an inning, something like that. And he was thinking it was, like, really reasonable and could be, like, really beneficial, which is what I think. But apparently people were not into it. Like, like it was overwhelmingly not that. Like, people wanted as many pitcher changes as as, as you want. Like, there should be no limit. Whereas I'm sort of like, I kind of think at this point that there should be a limit not only does it slow down the game the game the pace of play as we've talked about a bunch the pace of play is interminably slow at this point and the pitcher changes are a huge part of that it's just fucking constant um but then this fact that the other aspect right is the ball just isn't getting put in play right we we know this right we've talked about how baseball is like just a three true outcome sport at this point right home run strikeouts and walks and some of that can be fun, like there's there's skill involved in those things, but we want to see like action. We want to see actual plays. And and Matt and I, I'm sure, will talk uh, about the baseball game we went to this past weekend. Um, I don't, as a diehard baseball fan, I don't want to see a game where the everybody in the field is just kind of standing there, and maybe they have to be engaged a couple times. Uh, <laughs> Like, once an inning, I don't know, uh, uh, a couple times an inning if there's a couple of hits, but, like, so often it's just strike, ball, strike, ball, foul ball, strikeout. And it's, like, there's, there's, who wants to watch that? Like, diehard baseball fans don't, so how the fuck are casual fans going to do that? I don't know. I, I just, I think there are big problems. Yeah, it's not, it's not what you want, like our friend Joe Girardi uh, mm-hmm. used to say, but... Um, I just, I don't know. I, I really don't know how they're going to fix it. Cause I, I just don't, I don't really think they're really focused on that. I mean, yeah. I went to, I went to the Knights game, Charlotte Knights triple a game on Saturday or on Sunday it was one o'clock start. Stella was napping. 
uh, and uh, we didn't get there till probably like two thirty or so. The game was in the sixth inning, and like obviously you're talking about different levels of competition, but you're also talking about some different rule. I mean, they have the pitch clock rule there. What time did the game start? One o'clock. One o'clock, and at two thirty, it was in the sixth inning. Sixth inning, yep. To give you context, the Yankee game started at six forty tonight. It's nine oh nine, and they're in the they they're just starting the bottom of the fifth inning. Yeah, yeah. And it's three two. There was uh, it was seven two, I think, after like seven or something. So there was there was a lot of action uh, in this in this night's game. And they were we still missed into a good the bunch sixth of inning within an hour and a half. Yeah, that's yeah. what Major League Baseball needs. I yeah. think. And I, I and I I understand like the fundamental difference in like all the at like all the athletes in Major League Baseball like the best of the best right and like that's kind of what we've gotten to is where it's like when you have the best of the best that's what's slowing everything down whereas like in the past the talent whether it was the evaluations or the way that people trained or whatever it was like the talent across Major League Baseball was not as good as it is now. So you had a lot more parody or you had, you had even you know, a lot of uh, teams that just like, you know, were throwing scrubs out there almost uh, and, and a lot of ability to score and have excitement and put runs on the board, you know, things like that. And, you know, we've just gotten to a point with analytics and, and data and the way that we develop players physically that, it's just it it seems like it's a really hard hill to get any momentum up toward fixing because like who wants to get worse? Like none of these players are gonna be like, No, I'm not signing up for something that's gonna make me a worse player, you know? Yeah. And uh you know, all the teams, they're never giving up on this analytical thing because they, they know how it can help them save money and you know, be more cost effective and things like that. So it's it's scary. It's not good. Yeah. Have we, have we asked have we asked any of our like big baseball fan listeners what they what they think like dan or brother dan or cousin greg i feel like they've uh maybe mentioned it in some of their mailbags but i'd be curious there's like, the invitation yeah call the voicemail yeah 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 i want to know like what they and anybody else anybody else who's like a, a big baseball fan because we yeah, talked about this if, a bit i don't if know if jim Hertz is listening i want to hear it i want to hear yeah it. if my dad is listening uh <laughs> i i doubt that he is if he is listening then you know, we'll, we'll, uh, let I, you know, I want him to know that, um, we're going to have to have another argument about, uh, and an argument about Paul O'Neill now that we know that he is unvaxxed and, uh, yeah. So a little, a little disappointing. I still love him in the booth, but Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, come on, get a fucking shot. Um, but he does uh, live in Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, I would be, I would be very curious to know what our diehard baseball listeners um, think about all of this. Like, like, is it worth it to to institute new rules? Um, if so, to what lengths do we go? You know, what ideas do you like? What ideas don't you like? I mean, it's it's all it's all super interesting to me. Something big needs to happen to me. Four hour games, three and a half hour games. The pace, the current pace of play, none of it is sustainable in my mind. Um, so I I think that like drastic action needs to be taken personally, um, but I, I'd be very curious to hear to hear what other people think. You guys want to end with talking about Clayton Kershaw? We can talk about mm-hmm. Kershaw. Should we talk about the game that we went to this weekend though? I think we should. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So well, so so Colin, I guess Ethan didn't know this. 
um, and he was shocked when he, when he got there. Um, did you know that Camden changes to field dimensions? Yes, left field. Yeah, left yeah. field. First Maybe of all, it, it, I'm, I'm, well, I'm glad they did, but it looks dumb as shit. It just looks dumb. <laughs> um, so because they didn't, they only they only removed seats, which will help their you know sellout rate or whatever they need to do. So they removed seats, but the corner where the bullpens are just sticks right out of the field now. So it's like left left of left center is like 398 and then right of left center is like what 376 or something like it's just really dumb so now the power alley is just fucking deep um so yeah, no more glaber cheapies maybe that's why they did it i don't know it just <laughs> looks stupid but um we didn't really see anything hit out that way anyway it was kind of it was kind of a boring yeah, I, game i think but... there was one there i think there was one shot that went out there that was yeah. like to the warning track maybe Somebody, but, I can't remember who. Yeah. Anyway, Ethan, why don't you go? Why don't you, why don't you uh, talk give, about the game? Give the review. Give the summary. Okay. So, um, so so longtime listeners of the pod know that Matt and I live uh, a couple hours away from each other, and that Baltimore is is kind of in the middle of us, and so we have taken to meeting up in Baltimore with some regularity, and and we've seen a uh, several baseball games at this point since since you moved to to PA, Matt, and um, so this weekend we went. And it was uh, it was special because uh, it was the Yankees. The Yankees were in Baltimore, so that was special. But more so uh, because both of our lady friends uh, were with us. And um, nice. not to go into too much detail, but I'll say that um, neither of our lady friends uh, are particularly into baseball. And so they were they were basically humoring us. They were being very nice. They were being very uh, nice yes. by agreeing to go to this game with us. And I, I, I can't speak for Matt, but I assume he agrees. Uh, I was extremely grateful um, that they came. It was super, super fun. Yes. I think they had a good time. I know that my partner had a good time. Same here. Um, good. And so that was super fun. And I got to meet Matt's, you know, newish, newish uh, lady friend for the first time. And uh, and that was super fun. I was very excited about that. So this and I got to meet cool. Ethan's. It was it was reciprocal. Yeah. It was yeah. Good. And, and good. yeah, Matt met mine for the first time. So it was very special all around. Very good. Unfortunately, the actual baseball was kind of shitty. Um, <laughs> the overall, the overall hang was great. The overall hang was really nice. Um, the baseball was not so good. So the Yanks kind of looked like shit. But more importantly, in was it in the fourth inning, Matt? It like started hailing, literally yeah. hailing. Okay, yeah. So so we all, I had an umbrella, but we all we all got out of there because the hail was too annoying. And then there was, you know, it was postponed for a while. And we're just hanging out in the concourse. Then we decided to go down to one of the bars on Utah Street. Which, for those who don't know, there's this whole street of, like, shops and stuff that's still within the stadium grounds. And, and there's this bar. So we went and we hung out at this bar. We had a drink. And we're, you know, we're deciding whether we want to wait and go back into the game. It's only the fourth inning. The game had already started late because of some earlier rain. Yeah. Okay? So this game, I don't actually know when it ended, but it probably went until, what, midnight? I think so. Yeah. And we both have, an, like, an hour drive home. I think mine was, like, 45 minutes. So, so neither of us were particularly keen on staying forever. So it was kind of a bummer that it got postponed. We it did end up resuming while we were still in the bar. We watched a little bit from the bar, and then we ended up leaving. Um, so as far as the actual game goes, it was one of the weirder games I've been to. Like four innings, then hail, hang out at the bar, not sure what we're gonna do. Then we left. It was kind of a slow game. Yanks didn't look great. Um, they did end up winning the only game they won against Baltimore this weekend, but that's a whole other thing. Um, most importantly. And uh, so, so I've been I've been waiting to talk about this. Now, I I know at this point 
you know, in our podcast's growth. I know that there are some real, some real Major League Baseball power brokers that are among our fans, okay? So I'm assuming that somebody is listening who has a lot of power at Camden Yards. Um, <laughs> and I have some really important feedback for them. So listen up here, uh, Camden, Camden Yards executive uh, who loves our podcast. Um, I got a hot dog and some fries, myself and my partner. The hot dog was fine. It was decent. As far as a ballpark hot dog goes, it was fine. The fries. Okay. We're talking about fries here, right? Fried potatoes. You can't fuck that up. Even shitty fries, even like kind of soft fries. It's still fried potatoes, right? There's going to be some salt on it, whatever. It's still going to be good. No. I can tell you from now, now from experience, it is possible to fuck up fries. These fries were absolutely horrible. Terrible. They were cold, they were floppy, they weren't cooked, they weren't salted. It was like fucking insane. It was the worst. Limp, this... soggy, yeah, potato flaccid. gruel. Yeah, yeah flaccid, dude. Oh. Like, like these fries were fucking disgusting. And to make it even worse, so we got the hot dog, which came with the fries, and that was like 12 bucks, okay? And then, because we were hungry, we got an extra side of fries. The extra side of fries was $6, and these for, fries for, uh, for one thirty-five cent potatoes worth of fries. Yeah, it was it was just unbelievably bad. It was just horrendous, horrendous. I was so disappointed. Like it's a ballpark. I'm not expecting gourmet cuisine, but like unhealthy fried shit should be fucking good. And it well, be no, 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 no. But but this is a ballpark that also serves crab cakes. Okay, and they pride themselves on serving crab cakes, so they don't fuck up fries. Come on now. Yes, I agree with this. I agree with this. So. Um, so this was insane, and I was very, very disappointed. I was very upset. Um, however, after the kick, I will deliver the kiss, and I will say, um, for a Camden Yards executive who is listening, um, or executives, I'm sure the whole top brass for Camden Yards listens <laughs> at this point. Um, this is going to go viral. This is going to go viral. It wasn't quite enough to balance out the fries, but one of the best water fountains I've ever drank out of. <laughs> it was really excellent, I have to say. I was very, very thirsty. We're hanging out on the concourse during the postponement when the rain is like really coming down. I'm really thirsty. There's a water fountain behind us. I go over to the fountain, and I got to tell you, excellent water pressure, excellent elevation. It wasn't one of these shit water fountains where it barely comes out, and you have to like fucking make out with the with the actual piece where like all the germs are, right? Like the water was actually coming out. It was cold. It was good pressure. Really fantastic water fountain. Yeah, they, this is on the third concourse. So yeah, they, exactly. It's not easy to get the good water pressure up there. Yeah. And they did it. Yeah, so the water fountain was fantastic, right? So 10 out of 10 for the water fountain, negative 100 <laughs> out of 10 for the fries. Uh, so, like, I don't know. It's it's To me, it's not quite a balance. Like, fries should be easy. They There's no excuse for having fries that were that shitty anywhere, anytime. But especially at a baseball stadium, a major league baseball stadium, where it costs, like, 12 bucks and 6 bucks for, like, hot dog and fries and a side of fries. Insane. But the water fountain was good. So that's the story of our game wow. this weekend. Yeah. It, yeah. Ethan was very happy with that. We were we were just standing out in the concourse, um, you know, watching, people watching, because there was, like, you know, the security guards dealing with, like, the racist drunk assholes. And then there was, like, the group of biddies that were just, like, wearing nothing. Like, why are you, like, what? Like, it's, it's. It's like 40, 40 degrees and wearing nothing. <laughs> and then there's like the friendly people, you know, the guy that walked by like, I'm a Yankees fan too. Give me a high five. You know, it was a good, it was a good time, but it was just weird. Um, 
And yeah, the fries were disappointing. Seats were good, right? I mean, we, yeah, the seats were for, good. For, upper deck seats, but thirty really... bucks for the seats. They were front row. Yeah, really on good. The third view. level on the third base side, like pretty good. Yeah, um, you know, uh, but it's just disappointing. Really disappointing. Yeah, um, yeah. So... And like then the the sleet. You know, first it was sleet, and then it was hail. Like because the first two drops of sleet, like one hit my hand and one hit my pants. And I all I I looked down because I was so confused, and I thought like a bird had shit on me because it was just like a <laughs> like a pile of icy goop just like hit my hand like, blah. and I just <laughs> didn't know what to do. And I think Ethan was like, "Is that hail?" And I was like, "I don't know." And then we just got up and left. Like it was just it started hurting when it was coming down. Yeah, it was, it was painful. It was legit. They got the tarp yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but yeah. We, We'd already dealt with some like intermittent rain, but we were like, ah, we'll we'll stick it out. Like, yeah. it's okay. We'll keep each other warm. You know, yeah. we're all family. Yeah, but this this was not good. Yeah, no, this was not worth sitting out in. But yeah, well, and it was tough because like it was getting late, but I wanted to stay because like I wanted to you know hang out with Ethan and 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 his 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 lady friend, and it was it was it was fun to be there, but it was also like. All right, it's almost Trading. eleven o'clock, and this yeah, game yeah. stinks. And it was only like in the fifth inning at eleven yeah. o'clock or whatever, you know. Like so, it was like that sunk cost fallacy, and I finally yeah. I felt bad, Ethan, because I was like, I'm going to make a decision. We're leaving. Like, yeah, no, but, I think it was the right call. But even I couldn't make a decision, so I was like, all right, well, let, let's go to the sports bar down there and sit there for a little while before we make a decision. So yeah, um, and okay, my complaint: sports bar. Get better beers on tap. Like yeah, don't have true. five variations of Bud and then Guinness <laughs> Blonde. Yeah, it's twenty twenty two. Like what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a, actually that's a really good point, Matt. So yeah, let me. I'm gonna talk about this really quickly. Uh, so so Matt described it as like five variations on Bud Light. Let me get a little more specific. There was Bud Light. There was Stella. There was Blue Moon. There was Guinness Blonde. Modelo. Uh, Modelo. So like all super boring, like mass produced, like piss beer. And so, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not expecting them to have, like, the top-notch, like, craft shit on, on tap. It's a baseball stadium bar. That's fine. But, like, I don't know. That was, well, that was pretty shitty. at least have one craft beer in a can or something. Like, we were looking in the, in, like, in the coolers, like, what do you got? Something. Like, yeah, very Busy seltzer. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And you know what? And Camden Yards is all patting themselves on the back. There are these like banners all over the stadium talking about like 30 year anniversary that baseball's the, never been the same. Yeah. Like the, the stadium <laughs> that changed baseball forever. Yeah. This is real Colin. Yeah. 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 If you, if you come to Baltimore. Yeah. So they're all like excited and proud of their stadium. Uh, sorry guys, but like 30 years in you, you may think you're so legendary. Your fries are fucking garbage. 30 years should be enough to figure out how to do French fries and your beer is shit. It's 2022. No excuse. Well, and you know, you did, I didn't tell Ethan, but you want to know how much one of oh, those Guinnesses cost? So I owe you more money. How no, much? you don't. No, you don't. You're fine. You, you covered it. But it 13 bucks for one pint of Guinness Baltimore Blonde. No. Gross. Yeah. 13 each? We had yeah. one. We had, so we had we had four. We had one for all of us. Yeah. I bought a round, and the, the bill comes, and it's just like, boo. Like, mm, oh, uh, boo, boo. I'm sending you more money. That's, uh, that's unacceptable. Don't worry about it. That's fucking insane. Oh my god. Okay. I got to tell you like the water fountain was great, but it's not enough to balance out the rest of this shit. Like holy fuck Orioles Park. Oh hey, my god. Just buy around when we see a game in, in Washington and when we'll call it even. All right. All right, that's fair. That's So fair. basically um, you're telling me that the ballpark is about as 
high class as the product on the field has yes. been in over the course of the time that Camden Yards <laughs> has been around. Yes. Yes. That's a good way to put it. Exactly. They exactly. had a couple good seasons. There's your water fountain. Yeah. <laughs> Everything yeah. else has been garbage. Now, yep. now the most fun of it though, of the whole experience, I will say, and also huge, huge, huge kudos to the lady friends for humoring us with this too. Best part of the whole experience, beers in the parking garage before the game. Oh, yeah, garage beers. So this is a tradition that um, I believe was Matt's idea. That, that well, I just has, wanted to drink with you and not, yeah. but not drink in the park. And not have to pay $13 for a Guinness Blonde. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so when so when Matt and I started going to, like, games together, and, like, I think maybe have we, we've maybe done it at concerts. I don't know. But when Matt and I will, like, meet up, uh, we'll, we'll park in the same parking garage. We'll try to park next to each other. And then we'll have a garage beer or two. And uh, so those those who know me know that I really despise all traditions and rituals and ceremonies. <laughs> I, th- I think it's all a bunch of waste of time. I just think it's terrible. This is one tradition uh, that I do truly cherish. Garage one beers of, with Matt are wonderful. One of three that Ethan admitted to that he enjoys. What are the other two? It uh, wasn't something to do with Memorial Day. and uh, Oh, Colin's Memorial Day parties. Yeah, I like this. There, there was, there was Memorial three Day that, that we were able to eke out of Ethan. Okay, so but yeah, I mean, this too. was okay. this was like we were almost all the way to the top, but we found a spot right next to the edge. So we we had our cars there. We had a little 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 well in the middle of the cars, overlooking a beautiful days in, just beautiful, beautiful days, days in. in, really wonderful. Um, and like maybe maybe a five foot view of the harbor if you look far enough to the right. <laughs> um, and we had some snacks. Yep, and I don't think we ate any of the snacks, but they were there. They were there, and we had some. Um, some garage beer. So Ethan yeah. and I, and 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 my lady friend cracked a cracked a beer each and just uh, chatted for a little while, which we could have stayed longer. We we didn't realize that the game was delayed. So we, yeah, true. You know, we we, we could have done another. You know, it was fun. Um, you know, yeah. and again, and thank you for those who humored us. I I was yes. trying to say that this, you know, in in most other circumstances would be considered trashy, but in this circumstance, it was classy and fun, and we were enjoying each other's company and. Yeah, ready for the game. Exactly. So there you go. That was that was sorry. That was longer a longer segment than I expected. No, I'm but, enjoying uh, it. I want to talk yeah, about it more. Yeah, yeah. No, this was this was important. I mean, Colin, I, I, we need. This to is say the stuff things. that people want to. Every time I get the feedback, this is the stuff that people want to hear. Colin, I look forward to when you can join us. Yeah, seriously. Beer. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I mean, I I gave you guys a date, and ne- neither one of you responded to me. Well, about it. well, we're gonna do well. So okay, so your brothers are gonna try to do Baltimore in July. You said right? Yeah, whenever they're All there right. in July. So we'll either do that, or we'll do that Padres one we had talked. We're gonna yeah. do something. We're gonna make something work this summer, no doubt. That's a hundred percent happening. I July July twenty third. Yeah. Did I not respond? Uh, you responded about something. Oh, you you said why why is it a um... oh the the Baltimore yeah. thing about like, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah dude I'm 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 down for that. I have a I have a, a plans that the twenty fourth, but not the twenty third. I think we should end the end the podcast with ten minutes of us discussing our plans for the next few <laughs> so, months. So are you free on this day? <laughs> yeah, is this this is exactly what I want to do. Yes, yes. I think. Well, that's hey, right. so I mean, we checked out a cool. We checked out a cool. Belgian brewery. It was kind of not my thing, but um, we, we each had a beer there. Cool spot, was, though. Cool spot. Yeah. yeah, called the Brewer's Art uh, yeah. in Baltimore. Cool spot. There's we went to a cool you vegan check place, out. A, a vegan place called Dota's Kitchen, which was yeah. cool. Which we don't have to go back there all the time, but, you know, it was, again, yeah. 
Ethan and, and his lady friend joined us there. It was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So good hang. The game was a mixed bag. The fries know. absolute garbage. Yes. So that's that's sort of the that's the main synopsis here. I'm excited for when this summer everybody, fans of the pod, be on the lookout this summer. All three of us are gonna go to a game together for the first time in several years. And then I'm sure the pod episode after that, when we all do our collective <laughs> review of the game, will be epic and legendary. So, do we so want to talk about first or save if, that for next year? Or, if you come up for a game in Baltimore, you are equidistant from Ethan or, or I. So, who do you want to stay with? Really, it's mm. the biggest thing. I would probably stay in Baltimore. <laughs> oh. oh, what an adult! What a what I mean, a, what I can understand him adult. not wanting to stay with me. <laughs> because I'm out of the way, right? Yeah, but, but Matt, that, Matt's got a better space. Yeah, you got a better space. There's I've not a ton cat, of room. The podcat who is uh, at my cat. feet, ready oh, to the podcat. Such a good boy. Yeah. Whatever we do, I because I am coming longer. I would like to make it more than a like seven hour event. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make like a whole weekend out of it. Yeah. Um, can I do two shout outs before we're done? You got. 30 seconds. All right. Uh, first is to my friend Amelia, a dear friend of mine, a close friend of mine since college, who listens to our show and really loves it and gave me like the best feedback ever, which I shared with the guys. It was just very, very sweet, very touching, which is classic Amelia. The other shout out is to my brother Jeremy, friend of the pod, who has been on the pod before. Um, when we were talking about our Philly trip, when Matt and I were talking about Philly and we talked about Murph's Bar and Ortlieb's and all this shit. Turns out we talked about a ton of shit that Jeremy loves. He has spent a bunch of time in Philly. Um, Ortlieb's is the wet beer, some of you will remember. But it's a venue, and apparently the venue is very cool. And Murph's, the food that we ended up not trying, apparently the, the food at Murph's is is really excellent. And Jeremy's picky, so uh, so if he says so, I trust him. But Yeah, uh, so that mysterious food coming from the basement, steps of mystery that it smelled like fish. It did, it did look good, I will say that. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. we, did, we did not give them a fair shake. We were just looking for beers and bar food, and apparently we we stumbled on uh, like a nice like Italian fish towns, place called yeah, Mertz. hidden basement <laughs> Italian food of fame. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, that's my shoutouts. All right, any, anything for you, Matt? Um, Joey Gallo hasn't had an extra base hit or an RBI this year. <laughs> oh, Joey Gallo. All right, let's talk Gallo and also Kirsch. Let's talk Kirsch uh, next week. We should we should talk about that. 